Why? Why? First of all, why? Second of all, why? And third, the the cast is adults. That's James. I'm America, and we watched Grease, the I'm musical. So, I'm sorry. This happened for one reason. We went on a vacation early in this year. Early? It was last month. Uh-huh. We went on vacation, and we went on a cruise ship. And on this cruise ship, there was a stage performance of the play Grease. Now, it was kind of like Grease in that the characters were all the same, and they did have a car. Uh... Other than that, it was mostly different, and the plot was kind of just torn asunder. But I have some comparisons I will draw between the condensed stage play meant for the crew's audience and the film made in 1978 that I wish I could erase from my eyes. This is one of my favorite movies and musicals of all time. I've been in it. Who did I, you play? I was just a chorus member. Ah, I didn't play anyone. That's particular. fine. I got to wear a poodle skirt. I was happy. Um, it was my one of my mom's favorite plays. So, and she she was like born grew up on this movie. So, I'm going to make it awful for everyone involved. So, Greece, in case you were not aware is a a musical first and then it was a movie and then it went back to being a musical and then Kenny Ortega made high school musical which is like Grease only good only no sex with less sex. Not even less, just none. It was a Disney Channel that's movie. That's true. I bet you if it wasn't Disney, though, there might have been some sex in it. It's a high school. There, like, has to Listen, be. Listen, I didn't go to one of those. This makes things complicated for me. It's going to come up a lot in this it's whole It's going to come up a lot because I just did not have perception as to how pervasive the sex in high school is. Because apparently that goes on a lot. And I was unaware of this fact. Um, now, Grease opens up its movie stuff. <laughs> with, fucking, I didn't plan how I was going to start this. They're on the beach. They're on the beach. It's John Travolta and Olivia Newton-John. Now, R.I.P. Now, uh, everyone pour one out for Olivia Newton-John and her inability to keep a fucking accent together. Do not pour liquid in the fucking stream room, you maniac. There's electronics everywhere. You said pour one out. Do not pour one out for Olivia Newton-John. She's fine. She just can't keep an accent the whole time, consistently. It's not her fault. It was the 70s. Everyone was smoking and doing cocaine. It's also, like, only, like, the smallest plot point ever that Sandy's, like, from Australia. They mention it, like, twice, There's and then it's so, it. There are so many things... That are like throwaway lines that would make the movie much more interesting and give it much more depth, but they are throwaway lines. 
And so we never unpack them. Now, we're on the beach, and we get a quick little montage of Daniel Zuko and Olivia Newton-John. What's Her name's character? Sandy. It doesn't matter. Sandine. No, Sandy, like a Sandy beach. Does she have a last name? Sandra D is her last name, or is her name. Sandra D is her name? Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, anyways. Danny and Sandy are on the beach, and they're doing fun beach stuff. Uh, sandcastles, drownings, you know, a myriad of fun beach things. And the... It ends with Sandy being sad that, oh no, I've got to go back to Australia. And Danny is like, no, don't think about it. And then he commits a sexual assault. A little one, but he commits one. And she's like, no, don't ruin the moment. And he's like, it just makes it better, baby. And that's the start of the skeeviness of the movie. Now, from here, it does not get better. It it doesn't really get worse, but it does not get better all the way. It's just rough. It's just rough, okay? Now, we transition from our first sexual assault of the movie The first one. Attempted. You know, I don't think there's actually a successful one the whole time. No, it's just all attempted. Myriad of attempts. Um, we go from that to one of the druggiest 1976 animated title sequences ever. Uh, they sing a song. They sing Grease. Okay. They sing a song, uh, which you are too distracted to pay attention to because you're looking at what is acid on screen. Don't pay attention to the lyrics. It gets gets rough if you pay attention to the actual lyrics. What are the lyrics to Grease? It, it's it's just it, they're not really sensical lyrics. Like like the hand jive song is sensical. I mean, Grease is the word. It's the groove. It's the feeling. Now that's the some, time, it's the place, it's the emotion. That's some classic fucking. That's some. Uh, we just need to. That's some classic uh, musical malarkey. Uh, so. The, the animated title sequence goes by, and you're introduced to some of the important people in the movie, um, and really, none of them are famous or interesting. Uh, besides John Travolta and Olivia Newton-John. Um, yeah, that's that's Because I don't know, I didn't recognize any other actor in the movie. Well, like, I thought about it for a second, and I was like, name another actor in Greece, America, go, and I just went. You just blanked out, didn't you? You just, I was not like, a thought. Not and then a thought I was in like, head. name another thing that anyone in the cast of Greece has done other than <laughs> Olivia Newton-John and John Travolta, and I was Oof. like, Oof. nope, got nothing. Not a, right. not a fucking thing. So uh, my fourth note is the first time I say I hate something. And I just said I hate it because I watched the title sequence and I hated it. Um, so 
the the cast, the principal cast of the movie, and you know, it may as well just be the rest of the cast of the movie also. Uh, they're all like early thirties, maybe some mid to late twenties, but they're like the kind of adults that have five o'clock shadow, you know, where they shoot for a day and at the end of the day they have more hair than they started the day with. So at no point in time in the whole movie do they look like high schoolers because they look like whole ass adults the whole time. And this is not pointed out, uh, but it does make the movie more creepy. So because they're all adults, the, the everything, it's just so much creepier. And I, I don't know that it would be better if they had cast like more age appropriate actors for any of the roles, because uh, the whole thing is just a nonstop sleaze fest and it's grody to think about. It's gross. I don't understand how it became a classic. The whole thing is morally bankrupt. Uh, and just, I mean, it took them less than five minutes of screen time for Danny to cross a line with his summer sweetheart in terms of what she was comfortable with. So, like, in what world is that, like, an acceptable thing to do, you know? I just, it's, the movie started off on a bad foot for me, and I'm not, I'm not happy about it. Uh, so, okay. ba 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 the, they also, because, okay, so 19, 1978, right? That's mm-hmm. when the movie comes out. Yep. We're in the height of, uh, we we don't want to talk about or accept anyone being gay. Mm-hmm. But also, we have to showcase these fellas being talented dancers. Yep. And also, uh, like, kind of in tune with feelings. So specifically, the dance number where they're on the bleachers a little later in the movie. Yeah, where where they make more summer loving. Yeah, where they make more references to like assaulting people. Yeah. Um, that that particular moment, you keep you keep trying to convince me this is a good fucking movie and it's a good fucking story. Okay. It's a fucking disaster front to back. It's okay. a walking okay. red flag. Okay, but when you lay it out like just. All bluntly, like like when you just say all of those things, like in a row, it does sound like a really bad. It doesn't show. sound that way when you lay it out like that. If you watch it with your eyes and ears, that's the way it is. All it is is talking about being an assaulter the whole time, or being willing to accept being assaulted. There's no. The cr- there's no. It doesn't come back from that. The contrast is that we're showing, like, how guys and girls are different. And, like, the girls are all like, oh, yes, it was so romantic. And the guys are like, six. Yeah, until Rizzo's, like, talking about gangbangs and fucking jerking off and stuff. I like her line, you saved your cookies all the way to the beach for some guy. And then Rizzo's the first person to throw herself at somebody to go get fucked in a car. Like, bro, this whole movie is such a backwards fucking conundrum. Oh, my God. Your mom is your mom's watching me going like, so because they have to do musical theater, I've never seen 
because we watched the stage play, right? Mm-hmm. And then we watched the movie. Mm-hmm. And the guys on the stage play, I think, were a lot more confident in performing in the type of way that they were performing. Like, the movement seemed more confident. It seemed more fitting to those actors. Watching John Travolta try to do all this choreography, he looks like he's poorly portraying like a hyper flamboyant gay in like a in like an 80s movie, you know, where it's it's like they're really overplaying the tropes and shit. That's what it looked like. And I was like, I don't I don't like that this is how it's turned out because it's not what they were aiming for, but they hit the wrong target anyway. Anyways, so we're going to fucking school uh, because these grownups need to go to high school. Uh, and they're they're up in there. Uh, there's enough time before school to do all this like fucking around basically. And I, I don't know, like, okay, I didn't go to high school. I didn't have my nine and a half hour day at the school where I hung out with all of my kind of friends and a hundred other kids. I don't like a (laughs) hundred. The school I did go to was very small. I had 764 in my graduating class. I don't think I know 764 people. There Um, were 2,500 kids in my high school. That's so many kids. Yeah. That's so many kids. Yep. Now, have you looked at the lyrics to Summer Eleven? Like, have you looked at the lyrics? Oh, I know them all by heart. That's problematic. You are contributing. So had me a blast. No. No. We're not we're not doing that. So we go to we Down go to the school. In the sand. Oh my god. Okay, I will say though, James you brought no- something. You notice stuff. James brought something to my attention that I'd never noticed during Summer Lovin'. Okay, don't do it. We just got here. We're going to get banned. <laughs> just got on YouTube, does one stream, immediately banned. I, um, I, that would, I would laugh and I would never make content again. <laughs> I'd be like, fuck it, I'm done. When they are talking about we went bowling in the arcade, they do that motion multiple times. You know, how you bowl. Like this. Stop it, motherfucker! <laughs> you know, the classic bowling maneuver. And, yeah, it's not, it's not, it's not good. It's so wrong! I didn't notice him oh ever doing that God. hand gesture. I will also tell James this is probably the cle- the clearest and largest screen I've ever watched Grease on. And watching it on your phone, like, what are they doing this dance? No, looks like it, the Fortnite dance. I mean, I was watching like um, it from a DVD on like a jet. Like, I our TV Ooh, was standard big, def, but it, yeah, it wasn't like clear definition. Yeah, yeah, if we'd yeah. watched it on my DVD, it wouldn't have been as clean as we watched no, it on HBO. Like, no, it would have no. been grainy. It would have been bad. It's fine. It's fine. So there's all this fuckery before class and. Uh, who is it? Frenchie brings uh, Sandy to school. Now, there are some unanswered questions here, and they will remain unanswered indefinitely. Uh, one, Sandy's supposed to go back to Australia. Why is she not back in Australia? This question does get asked in the movie in a later scene, uh, and the answer is, we had a change of plans. That's not an answer. That's like the start of an answer. That's like almost explaining without actually explaining. 
That's like what a high school teacher does when they try to explain concepts. Um, they they do explain it better in the stage play that like. It, first of all, Sandy is like Frenchie's neighbor. And oh, well, that was never established. Yeah, so she that's how Frenchie knows Sandy. Okay. Um, and why she's like so close with her before the start of school. Uh-huh. Um, this was established in the play you did go see. Uh, and then... I, I was distracted. <laughs> the, the, it was a very distracting show. Listen, listen, the stage play that we went and saw played up the sex like in a more modern way. And it was like... All they did. It was like Magic Mike, but not. I also can't blame you for not hearing things because the band was so loud you couldn't hear the, the lyrics, actors half the time. The lyrics were fucking gone when we watched the stage play. Um, And also, like, it's like her dad's job changed. Like, th- he was there on business uh-huh. and then he ha- ended up having to stay longer. So he was going to enroll her in a Catholic school. But then the Catholic school didn't like her shoes because they were too shiny and the boys could see up her skirt. And so the dad... Sandy is the biggest prude of the group. The dad fought with the Catholic school, and then she didn't get to go to the Catholic school, and that's how she ends up at Rydell. How? That's a much more interesting start to the show than the fucking movie. In the movie, they just go, hey, they were on the beach. Hey, we're in the high school. Hey, everybody's 33. And that was the, that's how the movie starts. So they're at the, that's crazy that... All that, the, her shoes were too shiny. What the, f- put dirt on them. I don't give a shit. God, religious schools, man. Nuns, man. Um, nuns. So, they have to, they have to go to class, and the, the T-Birds, as you will come to know them, the, the leather jacket gang. I didn't change for the stream. Oh, yeah, you gotta put your leather jacket on. I is brought a, it and everything. Is this a T-Birds jacket? No. Or is this just your, this is just your leather jacket? This is just my leather jacket. Okay. So the the leather jacket gang, uh, f- run by Danny Zuko slash Kaniki. I think it's unclear. I think it's Kaniki is in charge also, of the gang because, like, that's why uh, that's why Sunny goes and grabs Sandy during the dance. I think Kaniki's really pulling the ropes, and he even mentions to Danny, like, "I want you to be my second. So I don't think I don't think Danny's like really in charge. But I think he's like closer friend wise with the guys. Yeah, but Kaniki's also like forty years old. Um, <laughs> I mean, Kaniki has like Kaniki's canonically like twenty two. Yeah, right? like, he's like he's failed he's, high school like old. four times. Yeah, like he's like a super whole entire senior. Adult. It's a super 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 senior. Woo! So like, homie's supposed to. You know what? If anyone should have been a whole ass adult in the cast, it's got to be Kaniki, right? It'd be funnier if they did it like they did it in Stranger Things with Eddie, though, because Eddie's failed high school multiple times, and uh-huh. he's like significantly older than the rest of the boys. Like, <laughs> like that would it? It would that would have been better because then it would have been really like. Honestly, I'd like to get one of my friends who writes scripts to rewrite the movie with less sex and more like confusion. In general, non-understanding of concepts, because that's what happens in high school. Um, anyways, so the, they're all just sort of fucking around outside, and then they start fucking around inside, and we get little throwaway scenes with the faculty that don't matter, ultimately. There's a uh, lot of throwaway scenes that don't matter. There really are. The The most entertaining... There's several parts of the movie that are like truly just funny and entertaining, uh, one of them is when the bell rings, it's a mad, immediate 
clearing of the hall. That's realistic. If you like, everyone scatters except for the leather jacket gang and the new student, who are uh, fucking around and doesn't know where the hell she's supposed to go. So when you go to high school, that bell that mm-hmm. rings is the tardy bell. So that's like your cue to get your ass in class. Um, so that's that's pretty accurate. So you have like two bells. You have the bell that releases you. And the bell that is like, hey, you're late. I feel yeah. like there should be a third well, bell that's like, hey, now is the time. No, the second bell is like the one that's like, you basically like have to like a minute to get to class. So like, you, oh, okay. If you're not there already, you fucked up. That's why when the bell goes off, everyone's like into the rooms because you're supposed to be outside your class. You also can't go inside the class until like that bell because then school is dumb. Well, generally like teachers aren't in there and so you gotta wait or right. there's another class that's already in there. It's a whole thing. You gotta you- I mean, I just, I wrote the note that like when the bell rings, you have to be in the class like why are you in the hallway? And uh, that's kind of a silly note because uh, these fellas clearly do not give a single fuck. He's not going to take any of her crap. They don't give a single damn. Sonny is not going to. No, (laughs) ma'am. Yes, ma'am. No, ma'am. And then that truly is one of my favorite scenes. Danny gets all up in the face of this other 34 year old and goes, I'm sure, sure are glad you didn't take any of her crap, huh? Yeah, yeah, you're all such good friends. You're so mean to each other. You think this um, is bad? We should watch West Side Story. Uh, that's just going to be the same thing, but racist. I'll tell, <laughs> I'll tell you this. Of all the notes I made about this movie, I didn't have a note about being racist other than the pep rally, which we'll get to in a little bit. I mean, it's a little bit, but like things that they cut out from the stage show or that have been changed in recent years is like uh-huh. some of the character names... If you'll notice, they're not necessarily all good. Like, they literally, one character's nickname is just Putz. Right, which is, a, I believe, a Jewish slur. It's not a slur, but it's definitely, like, just A not, derogatory word. Yeah, it's not like, it's somebody, it's something you call someone when they're, like, being an ass, basically. Um, so it's not, it's things like that where it's like, there is definitely still some racism. Just yeah, but I just read. saw an episode of Big Bang Theory where Howard refers to himself as a putz. He's Jewish. He can. And then other people also refer to him as a putz. It's it's just different than like making that someone somebody's entire identity. That well, you know, they've had seasons and seasons to build Howard's character, and we've known these guys for forty five seconds. Um, and in they the just, entire, that's, that's all they call him the entire movie though. He doesn't have a fucking name. It's just putts. Is it really? Yeah. They literally God just call him putts, wee, man. Who wrote this atrocity? It's a nightmare. Um, I, d- I just wrote two notes back to back. Everyone's an asshole. And why is everyone an asshole? Uh, every character High is schoolers, man. just unnecessarily cruel. High schoolers, man. Mean to each other. And I, I, you know, I went to high school with myself and I do not recall uh, just being so malicious towards myself in high school. Uh, I also went to an actual high school. Uh, No, it's a real high school. There were kids who went to like all day there. Uh, I just wasn't one of them because I was You went to like a private high school. That is not the same thing. You had a uniform. It's not the same thing. Well, you didn't go to one, so how would you know? 
So <laughs> the, it, you know, I, it, even when I was going to classes with students that were not me or my siblings, uh, oof, oof, that just makes it worse, doesn't it? Yeah, you, you really. Yeah, I was I was doing well, and then I just I went downhill with it. Uh, Listen, that documentary came out. You got to be careful, yeah, my gotta, man. Yeah, I, I gotta stop. I'm gonna get fucked up over here. Uh, <laughs> you know, it wasn't like that. We didn't wear denim. I didn't have to wear polos. Okay, I did school in pajamas. It was fine. Um, at your uh, private school, wasn't part of the dress code those blue or yeah, red but that's, polos? Yeah, that school is not a with religious khaki school. pants. Well, it wasn't blue or red. You could wear any color polo. Really? I thought it was specifically blue or no, red. No, the school's colors were just blue and red. Okay, carry you on. Could, you could wear whatever. As long as it was a polo. It could even have logos on it, but it couldn't have, like, a graphic. And people would just wear... They did the thing that you do at work, where you wear a graphic tee underneath, like, the polo that you wash once a millennia. Stop it. Dude, <laughs> Don't out me <laughs> like that. We're out here committing violence tonight, boys. It's... Ooh, we we're back, baby. We haven't been here in a minute. <laughs> you guys have missed some we're, shit. <laughs> we're stocked up on the memes, and we're here to we're here to party. Um, man, so we've gotten way off topic. It's fine. The I, I'm coming back to like high school. People in these classes that I was in were not cruel to each other. Mostly, we were all friendly, or at least on like speaking terms with each other. There was, but and I think part of that is the fact that we didn't have to go to the same classes with the same people over and over again. You saw these people like two or three times a week. You weren't like wall to wall with these guys like sardines. And it just, it was, you know, there's less room to grow tension that way. And listen, honestly, I think it's better that way. Listen, huh. I had probably one of the worst high school experiences you could ever have. Um, between being systematically bullied, everyone's a fucking bitch in high school. I don't care. Um, I had a rival. I had like What is this the Wild West? <laughs> I Did you guys meet in the hallway to duel it out with guns at noon? No. <laughs> no we I, just I systematically, psychologically tortured each other for four years. It's fine. Dude, kids are fucking weird. Um <laughs> like it got to the point that our entire class, like my whole senior class by the time we got to senior year, was either on this chick's side, on my side, or side of we simply don't like either of them so that's so many people that you influenced everybody liked me nobody really liked me it's fine i didn't like i don't have a single friend from high school and i am okay with that and also i did not go to my 10-year reunion and i am okay with that and also there is not amount of money you could pay me to this day to make me go back there fuck high school High school never ends. All anyway. this to be said, yes, people are that fucking mean in high school, James. All right. Simmer down, tiger. I got triggered. You're cooking. I got triggered. You're cooking over there. It's also a thousand degrees in here. I can adjust that. So, they're, they're just so mean to each other. And I guess, you know, I don't have prior experience in that department, so... To see it is kind of just, I, I don't understand why, and I don't necessarily care for it at all in any way. Um, and I think it's terrible and awful. Now, on to more important things. Uh, 
we we get the introduction. Frenchie introduces Sandy to the Pink Ladies, which is kind of like the Leather Jacket Gang. Only, uh, I can't decide if it's more interesting or less interesting. I think it's probably more interesting. They got their own spinoff show recently. Did they have a good writer? I haven't seen it, but now I'm intrigued because I've actually heard it's pretty good. All right, well, we might have to take a peek. Um, but she gets introduced to the pink ladies, and they're you know standoffish and terrible, which is apparently par for the course in high school. Uh, and then we're introduced to uh, what is supposed to be a very unlikable character, and that character is called Patty Simtox. I hate her. Uh, and she is just... A can of Red Bull shy of a heart attack. And she is all about extroverted attention. She would like to get to know you and your name and shake your hand and talk to you for eternity. Uh, and that's why you hate her. Uh, and I'm very Rizzo. I would have been friends with Patty Simcox, probably. We would not have been friends in high school, but we know this and it's okay. Also, is it like, is it a good prank to stick an apple under somebody's ass when they go to sit down? Like, is that a good joke? Is that like, is that like par for the course or is that like some 1970s prankery? I mean, oh God, she, that almost made me sound awful. She like, I don't know which, did Jan do it? Did Jan stick the apple on the Rizzo seat? Rizzo told uh, Frenchie to do it. Man, just when I thought Frenchie was the best one of the group. Um, so, well, I, I would have done like pudding or macaroni, something that was really going to mess up her skirt. I mean, if we're going to do listen, it. Listen, just because you're the mean girls, all of them together, doesn't mean that you have to flex it right now. I'm so, just saying, if you're going to do something, do something. I don't know. Can you imagine getting an apple stuck in your ass? It didn't get stuck in her ass. She just sat on it and went, ah! Maybe it's the embarrassment of making the noise. I don't know. I don't care. We have to carry on to the singing of the same song across two different parts of the school. In which we discuss how much we tried to bone over summer vacation. It's not a nice love ballad. There's assault in the song. Okay, only half the song is how much we tried to bone over summer vacation. The other one is like, I had the best romance ever. Right, but this is, you can't, you can't forget, this is high school, and the girls are also concerned about, but did you bone, though? Uh, and, but for different reasons, because then we're going to slut-shame them if they did. Right, but also, if you didn't, you're a prude. There's, damned if you do, and damned if you don't. There's no winning, everyone can go to hell. So, now, the choreography just... I, you know... We are blessed in the year of our Lord 2023 to have a man with a legacy such as Kenny Ortega. Because that man, while he may do Disney movies with plots that you could fucking fit on a sticky note, that man knows choreography like nobody's business. That is a dance savant. That guy can kill it. And he's even like... Even keeping it, like, modern and updating his choreography to, like, different, like, generations and decades of people. Because, like, the Descendants choreography slaps, dude. <laughs> it's nothing like the high school musical choreography. But, but it's good. But they're both good for musicals. I'm not partial, but Kenny Ortega's got the sauce. He's got the choreography. I don't know who choreographed this whole movie, but I... 
you're in you make it in the 70s recalling back to the 50s mm -hmm. and i'm i'm inclined to believe that the choreographer for this movie was born in the 50s and did not live through the 50s because a lot of the choreography and i mean a lot of the choreography is just like shake your tits around whether you got them or don't it's just the shimmy the whole time everybody does the shimmy the hand drive yeah and in that song they also shake their tits around like it's the only move they know i mean if you whether seen you got them or don't pretty much the same thing listen it's john travolta he knows one thing all right I briefly forgot that John Travolta, John Travolta was in is in hairspray, and he knows one thing, and it is shake your tits if you got them. And he knows that because he learned that when he made this movie. Also, they did. We've done silly choreography in City Wave Cinema before, mm -hmm. with the you know the Cinderella, the slap and you walk, and the slap and you walk like that business. What is this fucking goose dog flappy legs, flappy arm bullshit down the stairs on the bleachers? What the fuck is that? What even? That's not dancing. That's like having a seizure, walking down the bleachers. It's not choreography. I mean, it's I'm, a mistake. I'm a personal fan, and this was actually a choreographed move because it's happened. It happened in Breakfast Club. I'm always a personal fan of the like, like sideways walk thing. Where you just yeah, you just shimmy, shoo bop bop, shoo bop bop, shoo bop bop. Yeah. Look, we could have been in the movie. <laughs> We're talented. So. You really miss something if you don't attend these live streams every once there, in a while, guys. Yeah, that was all visual. None of that shit is good for the podcast. But anyways, the he did he flaps his arms and he like does the the knees wide maneuver while walking. And I'll admit, difficult to do. Doesn't look good. I don't know why we chose this. On a scale of one to crab dance, how difficult is it? <laughs> oh, it's way harder than crab dance. Crab dance is simple. You know who choreographed that? Not someone who dances. So, in the, in the time that we've been at the bleachers, we also have an upskirt moment. Oh, yeah. Where what's his fucking ass, who's a principal character, is it Putz? That's Putz. Yeah, that's Putz. Even he, he's just like, he leaves frame briefly, and you go, huh, wonder what that's about. And then it cuts to him, just like, Laying in the bleachers like a fish trapped in a terrible sandwich made in England, staring straight up the very lengthy skirt of just some girl studying. And, you know, that's perverse. That's not, you shouldn't do that. That's bad. I do not endorse this at all. Uh, but he's just sitting there and his buddies notice and they go, ah, look at this guy doing this shit right here. Ah. I'd also like to point out that from the angle she was sitting and the angle he was staring, yeah, all he, he was could, getting knee. All he saw was knees, bro. Like, you're not even seeing anything of remote interest unless knees are your thing. And, you know, I'm not going to I'm not going to kink shame if that's what gets you going. That's what gets you going. But that's fucking weird. I wrote a note. It says there's more shit happening that's problematic than I have time for. Because more problematic things were happening in a row than I could take down in notes. Like, one thing would happen, I'd start writing about it. And then another thing would happen, and I have to stop the note, make a new one, and start writing. I had, like, a bunch of half-written notes, and then eventually, 
like I just gave up writing notes because the movie was just it, it, I didn't need to take notes because it's predictable. Front to back, they just rinse and repeat the same thing the whole time. I did at least say when we watched the stage show mm-hmm. that the movie does a better job of like at least building up Sandy and Danny's relationship, whereas the play was just like... I don't think the play was about Sandy and Danny's relationship, though. I think the play was about Kanicki, uh, which I think is a kind of a clever way to go about doing it if you don't have as much time as the musical that you're doing your musical based on. Just say, fuck it, restructure the plot around a different character and make it a smaller story. Uh, That could be fun and interesting to do. However, don't do Grease. It's bad. There are a lot of more musicals that they could do. Now we go to a pep rally. After we have a song about... We're just done about Summer Lovin' and all the sex and stuff? All they talk about is, did you fuck? Did you fuck? Did she put up a fight? Oh, yeah. Did you commit an assault over the summer? And he goes, And they go, Okay, carry on. on. Pep rally. We go to the pep rally. The first thing that you notice is there's about a billion people at this pep rally, which is funny because they mention that the team is on a seven-year losing streak. Holy shit. Seven years? You've taken L's for seven years and people came to the pep rally? The students give a shit? Gotta love an underdog. No! We do not love an underdog at Rydell. Everyone hates everyone. There's no moral compass to any of these kids. They don't love underdogs. Plus, all the jocks are portrayed as meatheads anyways. Not like they have a brain between any of them. It's not their fault. That's how they were written. Also, at the pep rally, we just do a quick lynching of an effigy. You know, classic pep rally shit. Listen, I came, like, literally the year before we had a bonfire at my high school, and the year I started, bonfires were banned. So I don't, I can't testify to what a bonfire pep rally looks like, James. I mean, I'd say they built a gallows. To hang the other team's mascot. To hang a mannequin in the other team's colors. Team spirit. Also, it's a pep rally pre-football season, right? Yeah, it's like your homecoming pep rally. The teams... Now, I'm not a high school sports guy because I didn't do sports. The team has to play more than one other team for the season, right? Yeah, but your home... Okay, so there's like three games that actually matter in high school football. The homecoming game. Your homecoming game, um... The, like, one that's, like, right before, like, Thanksgiving, and then your last football game of the season. Okay. So, but you still have to play more than one team. Yeah. Right, you play the teams that are around and in your division. But I can tell you right now, the only other team I know that Doherty played against, which was my high school, by the way, uh, was the Palmer Terrorized, or the, the Palmer Terrors, because that was our big rivalry. So generally, it's like the big rivalry that you get really... Doherty would have a rivalry with Palmer. Oh, we hate each other. Yeah. I don't even care, and I'm still like, eh, Palmer. That's where Aaron went to school. (laughs) That tracks. 
So he was really good at tennis. Anyways, uh, I mean, we did have a very close to incident uh, where it was 2011 and they made our homecoming shirts. And the only reason years old, the only reason this is important is that because it was 2011. Uh huh. One one. And the whole thing about Palmer is terrorize this. Oh, no. Because they're the terrors. Oh, no. So. Oh, man. Oh, boy. Good thing Dory didn't have a mascot that was a plane. Anyways, uh, the acting in the movie's bad, but I don't think it's necessarily their fault. I think there's some stellar standout like moments too. Yeah, which we but the, pointed out. the problem is, is that they have stellar standout moments mm-hmm. and not like, oh man, they did a good job acting in this movie. It's like, oh man, they had a good scene. That's not good for business. Now, I will say it does not appear that it matters whether or not that's good for business because the movie has lived for eternity and no one has condemned it to hell yet, although they probably should have. Uh, it's lauded as a classic. Uh, it's one of the great musicals that I had never seen before. And, uh, now I've seen it and I wonder why, because it's not good in any way. I can tell you High School Musical 3 is not better, but High School Musical 2 is. Kenny Ortega did him, okay? Like, what are you going to do? The guy's a legend. Uh... I decided Frenchie was the best character in the movie because she's genuinely nice to most of the people she interacts with. I think, and that is sad. Yeah, I think she's. I think she genuinely is just like probably the. Because she's kind. She's kind of portrayed as a ditzy type of dumbass. Yes. But she's also the nicest person at the school. Yes. And now, and I, that's just, and then she wants to drop out of school to do a thing. Like she has a goal and initiative. And none of the other characters have a goal, by the way. None of the other characters have a goal the whole time. They don't have, uh, what's, what's the word? Plot, um, or story or arcs or defining characteristics other than aggressively horny. Um, even Sandy doesn't really have a character arc. No, Frenchie's the only one that does. Frenchie is the only character that has a character arc. Goes to beauty school. Fails, fails and drops school, out. Comes back. Graduates high school. High school diploma, like, gets a boyfriend. Like. Yeah, Frenchie is the best character in the movie. Uh, now, I can't speak to the Broadway musical show because I've not been to see it. So, you know, theater kids, s- stay back. Keep the glitter away from me. She's got it covered. You don't have to worry about it. You've got the glitter. Sometimes you glitter me like it's an attack on my personal space. Um, I just have a note. It's my 18th note, and it says, bitches. Uh, And then the next note says, fucking horniest folks ever. Oh, we're at the sleepover. That's why. At the sleepover, uh, they're mean. They're bitches. And they're bitches the whole time. Look at me. I'm Sandra D. That's as much of that music we can sing. Fucking copyright, baby. So they're mean to her at the sleepover, and she's also we. She goes to the sleepover, 
because he peer pressured the fuck she's out. She's introduced to Danny for the second time. Like they they show her to Danny, and Danny very clearly, like it's not even a question, sees her and is excited. He's like, "Oh, it's the girl I was all about." And then he's like, he like remembers that, like, "Oh, that's right, I'm a man. I'm not supposed to like do that." And like his boys are behind him and they do the acting thing that they're supposed to do where they're like attraction for a woman an object how dare you and you know he likes defaults into the like <laughs> don't worry about don't it, worry baby. about me what the fuck is wrong with you and he just like he doesn't it's funny because she plays it off like he's being an asshole but very clearly it's like not even a question if you look at him you go Oh, he's uncomfortable with this whole situation and doesn't know how to act. A child could tell you that. But she reads the situation as, oh, he hates me. I wish I'd never met him. Which I think might be a bit of an overreaction. I think she is react as a female here. Uh, the way she's reacting is, oh, he's just a jerk. Like, I thought I met this really nice guy. Turns out he's an asshole. Like every other guy. Which would be a totally fair assessment if it weren't for the fact that Danny allegedly has feelings inside of his cold, dead leather jacket. Uh, so then, you know, she's heartbroken immediately. Uh, and they, the, the girls go to have a sleepover. The pink ladies have a sleepover uh, in, in which they drink. Do they do drugs? Nope, just no, smoke. They, just, they drink and they smoke. They make Sandra Dee. Also, what is with the tobacco consumption? There's was the so 50s really much. like yeah, the no, era was, of tobacco? Yep. Holy Remember Fred shit. Flintstone did a commercial for Camel Cigarettes? Nope, I don't because I was not alive in that time. As the cultural... As uh, the cultural guru. The cultural guru in this room. Yes, there is a actual commercial that was created where Fred Flintstone, the children's character, sold Camel Cigarettes. I, you know... To this day, I don't think I've seen an ad for cigarettes. Uh, no, because we come from the generation of... Of the cigarette ad where it's just a warning because it's a person with a fucking vocalizer in her What's throat. What's that freaking brand? It's the Truce brand. Uh, yeah, they're the anti-drug people. Like, well, that's going to drive me crazy that I don't actually know their name. I haven't watched I... real TV with real commercials in a minute. They're fine. It's whatever. But, my God, everyone smokes all the time. Every scene is smoky. It's awful. That's why we uh, needed those ads, because everyone did that, and then everyone started getting lung cancer, and they were like, oh, shit, we got to fix this shit. Well, yeah, because, you know, when you smoke tobacco, it kills you slowly. Um, so the, we're at the sleepover, and they're, they're bullying Sandra D, and they go oh, to... It's just it's the truth. Frenchie goes to pierce her ear and I guess misses or does pierce her ear and it, there's blood or whatever. And so they go in the bathroom and uh, Sandy proves that she is indeed incapable of being a human uh, as she sees blood and immediately vomits. Uh, to be fair, she wasn't doing great to begin with because she smoked a cigarette and didn't feel good. And then took she took a hit of wine. wine. Still doesn't feel well. Also, she's had a traumatic day. It could be from other stuff, but, I mean, the sight of blood... Some people really can't deal with it. Some people can't, and uh, that sucks. That sucks a lot, because you have a lot of blood inside of you, and it is, at some point, going to come out. I kind of like blood. 
Okay, that's enough of that. Um, I'll blink three times if I need help. <laughs> so the they just they're so horny and so annoying all the time. And then out of nowhere, Kaniki and his shitty car and all the the leather jacket gang pull up into the driveway, and Rizzo decides, well. I'm leaving now. Never mind the sleepover. I'm going to go get laid. Uh, yes, this is what she has decided. Play, queen. Uh, but also, I, how did this, was this prearranged? Or, I mean, it must be because the guys just showed up. No, if you listen to their dialogue, Danny wanted to come there to try to win Sandy back. Okay. And to prove that he has emotions in his cold, dead leather jacket? Well, and to kind of just, like, smooth things over. And Rizzo seizes the opportunity because Danny's like, and eh, eh, never mind, I want to leave, like, in the driveway. There's all this tension between Rizzo maybe wanting to fuck Danny. No, they had. Oh, no. That's like a previous relationship. Well, man, okay, well, shit. He's fucking so mean to her. Because um, Rizzo's kind of a bitch. Well, Rizzo's terrible, but also Danny's terrible, but also Kaniki's terrible, but also everyone is bad but Frenchy. And also, Sandra D doesn't learn anything. Nope. Uh, so Rizzo comes down, and this is, this is where we're going to... I'll talk about this scene, and then we'll wrap for this episode, and we'll pick up the next one, because boy, am I going to go off. More than we already have? It's the 1970s, so PG doesn't mean the same thing that it means now. That is accurate. So, oh man, I just thought of something that I'll tell you on the break. It's going to be hilarious. Uh, Rizzo, everyone was in sort of like nightgowns, nightclothes, at the sleepover, and now, out of nowhere, Rizzo's dressed and climbs down a tree out of a window to the floor, or to the, to the lawn, because the guys roll up. Uh, and they're drinking open containers in a car. I don't know when that became illegal, but it must not have been the 50s. So, also, they're children drinking beer oh, and they, smoking cigarettes. They had a whole conversation about anybody got uh, money, like, anybody got beer money. I borrowed my brother's ID. Like, there's well, a whole How did I miss half this shit? It's all, like, background dialogue. You gotta, like, okay. listen to, like, the background. So, like, watch it again, but I'm not going to do that. Yeah. Uh, so, the... She goes down there and she says like four things and immediately it's like uh, locked up, said and done. She and Kaniki are going to go fuck around, right? So Zuko decides he no longer wants to be a part of this venture that he started. So he bails and on his way out, Rizzo says the first of two rather graphic lines in the scene. Where are you going? To flog your log? Which is, I've never heard, but I know what that means. Okay? This movie's PG. Okay? I mean, they didn't go say masturbate, so... No, but they follow it up with more. Yeah, the other one I can't save anything on. Also, Zuko calls her sloppy seconds, and they're his sloppy seconds. So, what's that about? You don't... That... You've been there, brother. What? 
Settle down. I think the idea is Rizzo's been around. Oh, no. So have you. Whoa. Uh, but girls can't do that. Right. The dipstick's got gonorrhea. Um, so he fucks off uh, to walk down the street because he's a sad and emotionally fragile male. Uh, and Kaneki gets Rizzo in the car and they're going to back out and get into the street. And Rizzo goes... What is this, a gangbang? Or she says something along the lines of... She's like, what do you guys think this is, a gangbang? Yeah, that's it. That's the line. And fucking the guys don't miss a beat. They go, ah, you wish? Jesus. Bad enough to say the first. Holy shit, you said the second. The scene is canceled. We're done. It's all over. We can't do this anymore. For legal purposes in our first stream on YouTube, uh, City Waves Entertainment does not support or promote the ideas that are mentioned in this movie. <laughs> Don't smoke cigarettes, kids. It makes you do adult stuff. Sexual assault is bad. Even attempted sexual assault. You heard assault. it here first. <laughs> in case you were unaware, don't. Consent so, is important. Right. You know who does get consent? Rizzo. <laughs> You know who doesn't? Zuko! Anytime! So, he, they fucking... Kaniki's like, guys, fuck off. And they go, ha, no! And he goes, no, but like, actually, fuck off. And they go, ah, right. And they fuck off. Uh, and they're like, ads get pizza, I'm hungry. I don't know, what day is it? What month is it? Where are we? What town is this? What's happening? What is going on in real life right now? That teenagers do this thing. I wasn't a real boy, okay? Leave me alone. So they take off and they go to fucking make out point because that's a thing that we have to have. Um, was that just Gold Camp Road? No, nobody goes to Gold Camp Road to make out. I feel like people should. No, that's where the fucking ghosts are. You don't go to Gold Camp to make out. I think some people do, but I don't. I mean, it's safe. The ghosts will get you. They'll protect you. The ghost the, children don't need that the cops, shit. The, the cops aren't coming up there. There's ghosts. Anyways, that's enough for this fucking episode. I'm, I can't. I, it's just so much. It's just so, it's like... And you were worried we wouldn't have enough content yeah, I was, for I was two worried episodes. because I didn't write down very many notes. But there's just so much sex the whole time. There's not more than that. It's the whole movie is just that. And there's some songs. And they're not even that good songs. I was like, those are bops. No, they're fucking bad. They're fucking bad. They're not good. They're not even good for the 70s. Shoop up, up, yeah. Those, that's not words. That's almost scat man. I'm a scat man. That's as much of that song as we can use as well. I don't know that song. Well, it's like musical theater meets the blues. Uh, Jesus Christ, end it all.